Yo, yo, I am Devin. This is Catino, Wine and Hip Hop Los Angeles. For anybody who doesn't know what we do, I educate the black culture, the hip hop culture on why I am here. I am here for you. I'm looking at you, culture. I'm here for you. The guy that I'm with does not need an intro. We got starting food. I'm just like, which? <laughs> I got Catino here. What's up, my man? Thank you so much for fighting this LA traffic. Oh, man. I don't, I don't even know what, what happened and had to deal with that. Um, Today we got something super special. Uh, this is my selection champagne. Um, the name that you will immediately know it's attached to is Drake. Drake also uh, partnered with a guy named Brent Hawking, which I'll get into all that. And I'm a nerd out on you guys just because I can't help it. Uh, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Katina, let's jump into a real quick convo about hip hop. You're from Philly. I like hip hop. You're from <laughs> Philly. I need you to tell me your favorite hip hop artist from Philly? Favorite hip hop artist from Philadelphia? From Philly. Growing up, uh, you know, listen, you have to pay homage to Will Smith, right? Because he's of like course. the ultimate positive being on earth, like yep. for everybody. Yeah, no I know. What gender or color you are. Uh, love Yo, Will. His, his music is happy music. His Instagram uh, videos right now are <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah, it's just. You, even if you're scared of heights, you're going to bungee jump. I know, because Will told you to bungee jump. <laughs> yes, that's what it you're is. You're going to do it. Then uh, I guess, uh, then, uh, you know, if, I go, if I'm going to the streets, mm -hmm. I'm going Beanie Siegel, right? Like, yes. I'm, a, I'm a Beanie Siegel yes. guy. Yes. I love Beans. He, Stay he, proud. You know, he just, he literally painted the picture for you, right? Like, he, he did. just made it visual. He did. Um, but, uh, Beanie you, you and Will. Yeah, yeah, just they're my guys. You know, if I had to pick one person, and this is probably like the you know I'm not from Philly answer, but if I had to pick one person, I'm going Cassidy, hands down. Cassidy's amazing. Cassidy from from even his commercial stuff to even his underground stuff, and maybe not the, the you know the, the everyday songs that you would hear. Cassidy was hands down my favorite. Uh, when they came out with "I'm a Hustler," it changed it changed my life. Oh. I was in college. Broke as hell, uh, and I heard I'm a hustler, and I was like, "This is my mentality." It's crazy. I was like, "I was like, I was like, he's talking to me." See how you put that right together? Now. He's like in sixth grade. I was hustling my Genesis games. Yeah, yeah. And fifth grade, dog, I was making origami po uh, little like creatures right. and selling them to to kids across the aisle from me. <laughs> I was like, I was like, he's talking to me. Yes, yes. So, so for me, Cassie. Yeah, no, I love Cassie. I mean, he might be the best. Okay. So Cassidy in the streets, um, and then with Cassidy, there's a guy by the name of Vodka, and Cassidy knows Vodka. Meek Mill knows Vodka. A lot of those guys, he's a street guy named uh, uh, Vodka. His, uh, his Instagram is 215Vodka. And I've known him since he was younger, and he's thorough. He's for real. But to check him out. Again, Cassidy, I mean, you can't get no better than that. I, I mean, better. that's that's mine. Yeah. Okay, so now, so retire with the clips you live in LA now yes I do who is your favorite LA hip hop artist and now we can get into the whole where you originally from LA but like re re representing West Coast who's your favorite LA hip hop artist okay so it's uh, a layered question probably okay so alive or past doesn't matter doesn't matter so of course you're gonna go Tupac first Right, okay. Pac was that guy. Okay, right? um, a lot. I got somebody in mind. I, 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 
you know what? I'm I'm love I love game. Mm-hmm. And uh Kendrick Lamar is amazing. Yes. yes. Uh Game's first uh album yeah. documentary yeah. was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, that's fine. I would fine. probably so you going game and Kendrick, I would agree with Kendrick. I gotta go Kendrick on that. I mean I think Kendrick not only is an amazing lyricist artist, but the music he's making right now, the messages that he's sending is mm-hmm. transcending. It it's is. it's changing things. Right. I, I, I truly value artists that, that it's kind of waking you up too. Yeah, yeah, it's a wake up music. Yeah, it's wake up music. I, I have to go Kendrick as my favorite LA artist. Of course, paying homage to Pac, I kinda can't go against Tupac like that for just like that go. What are you feeling these days? What what's what's what was the last the last five songs that you played in your car? Give me one of them. Like, like, what type of music are you feeling? Or like, what artists are you feeling? We were talking earlier about J. Cole. I'm, I'm anything, I mean, that's it. Anything J. Cole drops, I'm, I'm all over it. Listen, J. Cole is my guy. Yeah, I love J. Cole. Like, and I'm, I'm a, I'm lyrically inclined, right? So, growing up, you had the Jay Z's, you yeah. have the, you the Nas's, you have the, you know, uh, Eric B. Uh, yeah, Rakim, you, you know, you. You had guys who told stories, yes, right? Yes. Even Slick yes. told stories. Yes. So KRS-One told stories. So that's where I come from. So yes. when I hear guys like the Drakes or uh, uh, the J. Coles of the world, and they're literally telling you yeah. stories, like I'm attached to you. I posted something on my Instagram the other day. His birthday was January 28th. J. Cole's birthday was the same birthday as Rick Ross. Happy birthday to both of them. Okay, but happy birthday, folks. I posted that J. Cole was the, what did I say, something like the, one of the greatest storytellers of our generation. You can pop Fact. his his music in. And I mean, I'm talking verse one to verse three is coherent, yeah. it's cohesive, and he's telling you a story. And I find myself being in a car just be like, yeah. I, I kind of like, like I'll, makes you I'll, picture I'll, it. Yeah, and I'll kind of like drift off because I'm just like imagining myself yeah. and whatever he's saying. I'm just like, shit, that dude is amazing. So, so my, my girlfriend and I, we were in the car and we were listening to J. Cole, and I think the song was called Love Yours. Okay, I know that name, but can you remember how it goes? Um, um, it's, uh, I'm not going to see it because I embarrass myself, but um, it's just an amazing song that brings you chills yeah. because of what he speaks about. Yeah. Um, Have you heard, uh, it was his last album, the... I remember the name of his last album, K-O-D. but it was on KOD. On KOD, he had a song called <laughs> "Oh, for Your Eyes Only." Yeah. Okay, so he had a song called um, "Brackets." Yeah. Where he was talking about yeah. the streets and talking about, and the last verse, that third verse, I was playing it the other day, and I had to rewind it because he starts by talking about a mother in the hood uh, with a single mom. And he's going and going and going, and he jumps into the fact. Yep. He goes, he's like, he says something. He's like, "Bitch, it's 2016. Let me pick the things I'm funding from an app on my screen." And I'm like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and he's going, going, going right. And he's talking yeah. about that. He's like, he's like, "Why should I vote for people that don't look like me? Right. That don't care about me?" And right. He's going, going, going. Sorry, I'm, don't, I'm, I'm driving and I'm drifting off. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. right. Yeah. And so he's going, going, going. And then he jumps into. I don't know if you heard this. And he jumps into uh, the fact of. Guns ending up in his neighborhood, right. killing the kids in right. his neighborhood, right. and I'm sitting there just like, right. damn. He and it. he's going, 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 and he talks about the. I think the single mom must have lost the child, 
Yeah. And said that uh, you know his brother, like unlike his brother, was in school. One of his one of the kids was like in the streets and got killed or something like that. And then she go. He, he said something at the very end that just fucked me up. He was like, um, as she's going to the funeral and hurrying out the door, um, he said some some bracket. She just remembers she gotta file her taxes. Damn. And I was like, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just, it just, it just, yeah. he just painted this picture of just being in this system. Yeah. And, just, and I was just like, shit. No, it's real. Anything it's he real. does. Anything he says is really real, man. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So look, we got something really, really cool here, as I mentioned earlier. This is Mod Selection Champagne. I always produce it, uh, pronounce it wrong. I'll be saying mode. It's not mode. It's Mod Selection Champagne. So, um, for all intents and purposes, this is uh, one of the uh, newer, um, most quality products to hit the market recently. This is Drake Champagne. It's a joint ventureship uh, with a guy named Brent Hawking. So one thing to understand about this is it's very expensive. Okay. It's like <laughs> 350 bucks. So you think, why am I paying $350 for a champagne? So. Drake actually just jumped into the pretty much the same market that Jay-Z did. Luxury champagne, Ace of Spades goes for around $350. The rose is something like $450. Same thing with this is about $350, and I think the rose is like $100 more. One thing to understand about this is champagne is a very, very, very expensive process. So the bowls that you guys see in champagne is because it goes, the, the actual champagne goes through a secondary fermentation in the bottle and causes the bubbles. Put it like this. So you, you mean tell me that's not salsa water? It's not salsa water. <laughs> it's not emergency. It's not salsa water. It's a secondary fermentation for anybody who doesn't know. And and then the other thing to think about is imagine if you were making champagne, right? You got to keep this in a cellar for 18 months. Okay, now you got to turn the bottle every day. Okay, now you got to go put some yeast back in the bottle without losing the champagne and do a secondary fermentation. Then you got to go put it back in your cellar again and keep it there for another six months. Who's going to keep the lights on? Who's going to pay the workers to do all that? Champagne is a very, very labor intensive and very, very expensive process. So one thing to understand about the house that made this, my selection, they've been around for 130 years, 1892, almost 130 years. Um, you can't talk about this champagne and talk about Drake unless you talk about the founder, Brent Hawking. So Brent Hawking, um, very, very close friend. What's up to, to Brent? Let me look in the camera and say, what's up to Brent? And thank you. This uh, gentleman started, the, um, sorry, not Diageo, um, De Leon Tequila back in 2009. So De Leon, you probably know, is Diddy. Diddy's a spokesperson yes. and partner in De Leon. Brent sold De Leon uh, 2013 to Diageo. Diageo is the world's largest beverage company. Um, Three years later, I think it may have been two years later, Brent teamed up with Drake to create Virginia Black. Right. You know Virginia Black in the commercials yeah, yeah. with Dennis. I just remember his pop's mustache. Yeah, <laughs> everybody remembers that. Everybody remembers the mustache. Um, so so they teamed up and did Virginia Black. Virginia Black is on shelves at your liquor store right now. Um, this is their second venture together. So they decided to hop in, and now they're doing luxury champagne. They went to the Valley of the Marnie in Champagne. So if you drink Champagne, um, it has to be from the Champagne region of France. So anything that you have that's from California, it's not Champagne, it's really just sparkling uh, wine. So they go to Champagne 
and they pick out this area along this river um, in Champagne on the west uh, west side of Champagne, and it's along this river. So it's called the Valley of the Marne. It's a cold region along this river. It gets like it frosts all type of stuff. So the grape that they primarily use in this is Pinot Meunier. You can make Champagne with three grapes: Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, Pinot Meunier. So this is Pinot Meunier. Although if you go online right now and try to see like the blend of grapes in here, you won't find it. But historically, my selection has done Pinot Meunier. It just works for the climate, um, and 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 that's what they selected. Nice. The product. If you look at the bottle, so I love the presentation. It's gorgeous. It's great. It's gorgeous. So it's I don't know if, if we can even see that. It's all good. We'll get some close-ups on it. But um, they basically handcrafted this, did some some um, visual codes and some symbols, and according to their website, no two bottles are the same. So again, just think about everything that I've said, and now you got to go and handcraft designs by French artists into a champagne. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't want anybody to think that Drake and Brent just slapped the price tag on this. No, this is quality shit. We're going to jump into it. We'll take a little quick break. Okay. Hop into this. We'll pour it up. See you guys in two seconds. All right. We just poured up the champagne. Nobody died. Uh, I did a video on how to pop champagne like an expert in 45 seconds. It's on my Instagram. I'll that was great how you did that. Yeah, so so I didn't we didn't we didn't have it on camera, but you know you pop it and they say you, you heard how quiet it was. Yeah. They say it's supposed to sound like a mouse fart. Okay, it's supposed to pop and just go. Pfft. It's not. I mean, you ain't supposed to be like shaking and That's then popping. Like golden retrievers fart. Yeah, see, so it's supposed to be you know quiet animal type of uh, of gases. Um, here you go, sir. Well, thank you so much. All right, I'm eager to taste this because sir. cheers. When you go on the website, it says it's the purest expression of champagne. They don't interfere with the grapes a lot. So I'm just curious to taste it. It's all my fault. That's not bad, actually. It's very good, and it is very pure. Yeah. It is very pure. It tastes, so they say that the grape that you use uh, in here, Pinot Meunier, uh, it's ready to drink earlier. Um, typically than other grapes. So this is a very, and you know what? There's another thing that they say about it. I, don't, I guess I don't want to nerd out too much, but it doesn't have a huge toasty, bready character that a lot of champagnes have. You can taste how pure it is. This is kind of like one of those things where you can tell that Brent really did his homework, found somewhere good, and, uh, I like this a lot. I like that. I, you know, it's funny because I'm not really a, I'm not a, a, a champagne kind of sort by no means, but I have had champagne throughout my years, especially in the NBA. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, I like the taste. Yeah. Right? The taste is Damn, it's smoother. Mine. Yeah, smoother. It's super smooth. Um, no, I like what they did for sure. That's so, good. so I'm going to jump on camera and look you guys in the eye and say, this is good. Champagne is not a cheap process. Once again, they came out with something I think they can stand behind. Also, there's a rosé, which I have at the house chilling. I'm going to have to taste that rosé. I typically like rosé a lot more. Um, Ace of Spades, um, I love the rosé way more than I like the girl. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of like that little fruity character on it. Yeah, so, cool. Um, a couple shouts out. I want to shout out a couple people. My man, Scotty Pippen. I think, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's my guy. He knows all these people. 
people. I call him Mr. That's, C. That's my vet. He's the reason why I'm, you know, where I'm at. Man, he's the he's probably the cool one of the coolest dudes I've ever met. Yes, and then cool. I have to think about he's from Arkansas. He's just like a chill. He's the chill. Yes. I love Scotty. Let's shout out Sam Cassell. I know you know him very well. Oh my God, both teammates. Sam, both teammates. I'm gonna shout out Draymond. Thank you for your support. Uh, I'm also gonna shout out my big bro Randy Mims. Love you, bro. Um, Devin Booker, my guy, and Mike Schiff. I would like to shout them out. Devin is. You know, he was the youngest, what was he? I mean, he was the youngest player. He's breaking all the records. Dude, when we... 5,000 points, dude, like, it's just... I think it was, like, Kobe, LeBron. Yeah. He was the third youngest yes. player to reach something like 5,000 yes, by the second season or something crazy. Like, I was just yeah. like, shit. He's for real. Um, and the last person I want to shout out is I got, I think you know well, is Jimmy Jackson. Do you know Jimmy? That's my brother. I love him. Okay, so so you we always give each other a hard time. Okay, well, yeah. So Jimmy, me and Jimmy are very close. Jimmy, I need to sit down and chat with you over some champagne. But uh, there's a little known um, secret on the streets about Jimmy. He's a very good words with friends player. So I don't know if you've ever played words with friends, a little Scrabble game with him. He's legendary. Like his name is. I can't even spell there right. Okay, so, was, so I mean, I'm this like, dude, this dude's a, a, a wizard. He's like his name is like whispered in the streets of of Wild oh, Warriors of France. But I must say this: I be giving Jimmy hell on on Warriors of France. Sure. I be, I be and don't you let up. I be kicking Jimmy's ass, and and he knows it. I'm like five and one against him. Yeah. And you look at his record; he's like a thousand. He's like a thousand wins. He got like a Phil Jackson or whatever. So he's like a thousand wins, like I don't know, like three hundred. He'll let losses. you know when he beats you. Oh my god, he's talking shit the whole time. Yeah, but I just him. need, I just need to say what up to Jimmy, and uh, I'll start a new game because we probably should do that. Love so, you, bro. Yeah, man. Um, we're gonna finish with a quick question and answer. Mm. You ready? I hope so. Hope you guys did your homework. <laughs> you know, Patino's a lefty. Who is the best left-handed player you've ever seen? Best left-handed player I've ever seen. Yep. Well, okay, so this is tricky. Okay. Best left-handed player I've ever seen is Nick Van Exel. Wow. I, I didn't expect that. Oh, he's so funky with that. I didn't expect that. Oh. He used to have some shimmy and some shake. He, had that he was perfect that. for Showtime. He got that shit. The right. 90s Showtime. Listen, he got that shit right now if you want to Really? See. Nick Van Exel was that guy. Is Nick playing in, he's not playing a big three. No. Okay. No, culture. Uh, Y'all remember him and Eddie Jones, man. Oh. Elder Campbell, those 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 mid to late. Yeah, he Nick did have some shimmy. Sick. He was nasty. He was serious, bro. He was okay. Okay. Well, this leads me into my next question: Is who is the toughest player that you've ever been asked to guard? Toughest player I've ever been asked to guard, I think, would have to be. See, people may think it's like a Kobe or Tracy McGrady, and they were amazing. LeBron, you know, all those guys were amazing. But I think for me. It was Nick. Really? He's so because he's he's smaller, but he has really big hands. Then he can pop the ball, and he's he's very shifty. Yeah. Okay. So the things you see Steph uh, Stephen Curry do right now, guys uh-huh. shooting thirty feet out. He was doing that back then. So not only was he shooting from way out, he was getting to the basket, dropping dimes, crossing yeah. you over, and he posting you up. 
He was, you know what? I could it's too much. I could I could definitely just tell you from from TV or what I could see of Nick Van Ansel is yeah, like you said, he'll cross you. He had a nice uh a wet jumper. Um and he had that he had moves and and that's where it played well with the showtime is because he he had that flash and he had those moves. It's like a herky jerky. I can see bounce. He was the the good a good word I could just use to describe Nick. Nick is slippery. Yeah, he was. I I would always see him like slippery and like kind of getting in between. I could see that. It's just so much going on. He was a problem. Yeah, he was a problem. And I think by the time so he was he had a couple years on you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he was he was a problem. All right. Next question. I went on Wikipedia and it said that you're the fourth cousin of Michelle Obama. I mean, we black, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody related. <laughs> we here. We here. It all matters. Listen, so, have you uh, have you ever met Michelle? Yes. Okay. And uh, uh, we did a dinner back when Barack was running. Uh, okay. We did it in Miami. Uh, my, my myself, Chris Bosh. I mean, Chris. Uh, uh, Carlos Boozer. Mm-hmm. A few of us. Uh, put it together, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, listen, <laughs> it's either we get mistaken to look alike or right, we're right. So exactly. I'll take that. One. So you've met Barack? Yes, yes, I have. Uh, I, I mean, is Kenny Ball for real? Barack? No, seriously, <laughs> this is crazy. Barack is like he has the shiftiness, and he's he's he, he believes it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Be- so when you that. believe it, also, <laughs> like that right there is like. Above everything else, I know. Like he believes he can, he can he play, believes. yeah, and he can play. He's like cerebral. He's like you know he thinks, and it's like he seems like he plays from the clips I've seen. Yeah, and, like and, and he got face. a little trash talk with him. He's not playing with you like this ain't no <laughs> right. Like you got to get the confidence. No, man. I love it. I'm like, yeah, you know, all right, okay. Um, big. Three championships. Yes, so congratulations, man. Yeah, um, yeah. It's coming back up soon, too. Yeah, and I read last week that you guys are expanding teams. We are. We started with eight teams two oh. years ago. Uh, Was it two years? Two three? years, right? Trilogy won the first oh, year. Uh, our team, uh, led by myself and Corey McGetty with uh, Nancy Lieberman. Corey was uh, MVP, right? Yes, okay. he was. And uh, Q Richardson and Birdman, Chris Anderson. You can't say Q Richardson without doing this. Right, Birdman, Chris Anderson, and Big Baby. Birdman. Oh, uh, yeah, my guys. Baby's playing with John too? Yeah, he was. He was, right? Yeah, had a nice little squad. But, uh, yeah, so we won it this year. Uh-huh. Our team's called Power. Uh-huh. And then now, uh, this third season coming. Expanding. And uh, we're expanding to 12 teams. Uh-huh. Uh, so we're adding four more teams. And um, uh, I think new format besides the four games, mm-hmm. is uh, two games a week. Ooh, how, how, yeah, how so you I guess it'll be, it'll be uh, well, it's, well, it's not four, I play twice a week, it's more so, you know, four teams or whatever, eight teams play, uh, I mean, uh, four teams play weird, whatever, and then another group of guys play somewhere else. That's what more they're like speaking about right now. So, so I guess really. six play in one city and another six, Teams play in another city and right. then go from there. How has the what what is the big three experience been like for you? You know, you've been out of the game, retired, to have something big like this being put on. Like what 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 tell me what it's like to step out there? What experience is it for you? What is it like? 
It's, you know, for me, um, I like to stay out the way. Um, but it, it kind of, when it brought me back in, um, I think the most important thing was that my my children got to see me play. Yeah. As a nine-year-old son, and I have a five-year-old daughter, and they get to see me either on TV or even come to the game. Yeah. So for them, it's very exciting. Yeah. yeah. And they get to run through the arena and to be in the training room, and the same thing my 18-year-old got to do. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's uh, and then the, the players love them. Yeah. So for me, that family, that camaraderie, that whole thing was amazing for them to see. So. You know, I think that's the most important thing because I play ball still, regardless if it's victory or not. I still play ball, so they get to see me in that. But then now they say, "Oh wow, Daddy's on TV. Oh, I'm on TV too." So my nine-year-old Miles, say Miles, my nine-year-old Miles, he got to be on TV in Houston when we won our first game this mm-hmm. second season, mm-hmm. and he saw himself and he was like, "Oh my goodness, I'm on TV!" Yeah, so he yeah, loves yeah. it. That's dope, so yeah, man. so it's, it, that's I guess that's the most fun where. You have younger children and you've already retired, and then now you're back, and you're like, "Wow, my daddy's like a superhero." My daddy's the shit. Yeah, <laughs> gotta remind you, my daddy's the shit. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. Thank you, bro. We're gonna wrap. This is why in hip hop Los Angeles, look, we taste dope stuff. We educate. I am here for you, Katino, myself. Who this traffic is gonna be crazy? I mean, this traffic is gonna be crazy. Thank you very much, brother. We're gonna wrap. Appreciate See you guys soon.